Moncrief on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Farming on Moncrief with Mairead Lavery. Lovely day, Mairead. I assume it is uh, the same where you are. Oh, it's gorgeous, isn't it? It's great oh. when the sun is shining and there's, well, the frost. We had frost yesterday morning here, but um, it's, uh, no, it's lovely. And this everything, the grass is growing and, you know, once the grass is growing, things get good. Right, okay. Um, and and this is this is optimum grass growing time, would it be? Well, well it is, yeah. And do, do you know what I was thinking about? The, the the livestock cows in particular now they're in since they're inside in sheds since maybe if you're unlucky last October, you know if uh, the ground conditions weren't good and you had to get them in early, but some farmers you know could maybe hold them out until December and then have them back out on grass in February, but it's a wee bit like the lockdown. Do you know that? And the different parts of what's happening in the different parts of the world, um, and if you can imagine or if you can think back to looking at the telly and you see. Pennies is open and you see the rush in the doors of pennies with people who haven't been able to get near the place for four months. Well, it's a bit like that with with dairy cows in particular and little calves as well. When they see the open gate and the green field beckoning, they literally dance out of the shed. Now, I mean, they run and they jump. And these are sedate cows that you see lolling along the road. When they see grass for the first time after a couple of months, it's absolutely delightful. It's one of the the kind of gathering moments for farm families when they let the calves out. People want to be there to just see how happy they are. Mm. And um, and uh, grass, I suppose, it's our unique selling point. It's what we've got an advantage over every other part of the world. Probably with maybe we're coming, we're probably ahead of New Zealand at this stage. And New Zealand was always the country we were looking up to to make the best use of our of our of our grass. It's our market advantage. And over the years, we've got better at growing it and we've reduced the fertilizer levels considerably and we've got better at utilizing it. I mean, there was once upon a time, there was a gap in a gate, you know, there was a gate in a gap and you opened the gate and you let the cows into a field and there might be 10 acres in the field or there might be four acres in the field. They ate it until they finished it and that was the end of it. So now it's it's much more... Um, managed and there's an awful lot more science going into the growing of grass and um and it's all about you know cows being out for maybe 12 hour feed on a on a paddock or maximum 24 hours and this is to save the paddock and to save the grass and to do everything to get the maximum out of it um so you know you you have to have a, this kind of this long cycle of grazing just in head think of it yourselves you know with the freezer at home So you're planning dinners for the next 21 days. You have to have a 21 day cycle. So you need to know what your 21 days dinners are coming and how it's going. And have you got the vegetables and did you get the meat in or Mm. did you get the spuds done or did you get the dessert made or whatever it is? Um, Because when this cycle comes around and you start the 21 days again, um, you better have the full field of grass there available for to eat. And if you don't, and if you think you don't, and this is where the management of de- of um, grass matters now so much, if you think you don't have enough, well, then you're going to have to kind of, you know, spread it a bit thin, thinner. And the way you do that is by giving cereal feed, you know, like barley or, uh, uh, you know, a, a, a seed, a food mix, a cereal mix to the cows so that they don't need as much grass. 
but you need to be able to keep grass in front of them all the time. You can't run out of it. Right, okay. So, yes. so would that mean, like, having to keep an eye on how much grass there is in any section of field on a pretty uh, oh, a daily yeah. basis? Oh, daily, daily, every two to three days, farmers go out now with grass measurement kit. Um, some farmers can do it by their eye. They can tell you exactly how many ton of grass is on that field, how long, you know, it needs, how much more it needs until they make silage out of it or when, you, you know, you get... You get it for for the cows, so they know an awful lot about it. And you know, you what the one thing if you're driving down to the countryside at all, you'll often see farmers out with these little white poles, and these are the kind of the temporary fencing measures that are put up, and uh, and they can be moved. So, for instance, you can back fence a, a herd of cows if, for instance, it's raining a lot or the weather isn't good, and you don't want them going back over that paddock and destroying it. So you, you can use this temporary fencing all the time to utilise the grass best. And it's, it's things like, you know, the sensible placement of water trucks. You know, you don't leave one in the middle of a field and let everybody crowd around it. You know, you leave it where um, it maybe joins onto a second field. And then the size of the, the water truck, you want to make sure that it's big enough. And then the other thing in terms of, you know, utilising grass well and getting the benefit out of it, you can't have it too far away from the farmyard. And this is why, you know, we're coming towards silage season now and people will be saying, oh, them fellas, why can't they stay off the road with the tractors and the harvesters and all? Well, you can't bring the cows to the out farm or to the farm down, you know, two kilometres down the road or three kilometres down the road. Um, you, you bring the machinery there to collect the silage. So the cows, you know, a kilometre is about as much as they need to travel to get at their, their grass. And if you think of it, they walk into the shed in the morning they walk back out again, they walk in in the evening, they walk back out again. If that's four kilometres, you know, that's four kilometres at a kilometre from the farmyard. And, you know, most of us would be happy to get in that much exercise in a day. Mm. So um, so making sure that the you've got good water supply, you've got flexible fencing, you've got good roadways, and particularly the roadways are fierce important. There's roadways on farms, dairy farms at the moment in particular, where they're better than the, the public road um, because you can't have st- cows get stones in their feet, little stones or pebbles in their feet. So the roadways have to be very clear and very clean um, so that, you know, you won't have a lame cow because a lame cow is a sore cow. And you know if you have got an ingrown toenail or something like that, um, you won't be standing handy. You won't be thinking, you know, it'll be on your mind the whole time. So you try to avoid all of that by producing plenty of feed, plenty of water and good walking surfaces and distances that aren't too far. Yes. And that way you you utilise the grass the best and we make the best use of our unique selling point, which is, um, you know, a grass-fed diet. Right. Someone's texted in. So farmers literally watch grass grow. Uh, that's yeah. true. Yeah, well, they do, yeah. It, and it's actually, it, it, if you go out often enough, you can see how fast it grows. Um, now, yeah, I, I'm surprised by this, that, that, that uh, beef and sheep processors have been urged uh, to introduce uh, um, paying farmers by bank transfer. I'm amazed they weren't doing this already. No, they weren't. They were sending out checks on huh. the whole. And you collect the check on the day or you collect it on the following Friday after selling um, the the animals. And, um, and and that was the way. Uh, but, you know, with all the bank closures now, um, Ulster Bank is, fa- is closing down and phasing out all its branches. Ba- um, Bank of Ireland, I think, is to close 103 branches. 
Here in, in my own county in Limerick, three of our big rural uh, Bank of Ireland branches, Abbey Field, Rakeel and Askeaton, are all planned to close. So if you're getting a cheque, unless you're prepared to travel, you know, 30 miles or something like that to get it cashed, um, you know, that it's, 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 it's a bit of a pain. So, yes, the farm organisations are saying to the factories and the, the, the processors, um, get me, you know, um, uh, let's uh, introduce the electronic play, paying. Now, um, uh, yeah, and, that, and that's what they're doing. And there's a new survey out by IFAC um, which shows that farmers are really happy, actually, with the online system, with the online purchasing and selling system that's already, you know, been carried out by the marts. And this is something that wouldn't have been doing before. So the survey showed, I think, there's in three quarters or more than three quarters of the farmers altogether were very happy with the online sales and wanted to continue it even in a post-COVID environment. And a lot of people would say that um, the buying and selling of livestock now is very transparent with the online, that you can't have like three fellas around the ring and one lot saying, one lad saying, these are mine and you can have the next lot and you can have the next lot. And, and the farmer has to take what he gets. Um, so now you don't know who's buying and neither do the people who are maybe in that kind of a ring. They don't know who's buying either. So farmers seem to be, yeah, 70% of farmers want to see the buying and selling of livestock online continue even when the COVID res, uh, restrictions are lifted. Mm. And given that, you know, if they are, they're going to be sold online, well, then there's no point in having to go over to the co-op or over to the mart to get a check. Um, you know, you get it electronically transferred into your account. Yeah. Though then again, that's, that's, I'm, I'm actually surprised you say that, given that so many farmers, you know, kind of relied on going to the mart as, as a social outlet. Yeah, well, that's it. And I don't, I, the IFAC report hadn't given a, a, um, a breakdown as to age and to the people that they asked this question of. But, you know, I suppose, you know, anyone who sat down, have you watched an online auction at all, Sean? Yet? I haven't, no. Well, it's very, they're very good, actually. <laughs> I, I, I spent um, Saturday here, there was something I wanted to get in, in, in Matthew's auction and um, I sat in listening to it and it was very good. And, you know, you don't kind of have to waste your time going all the way over mm. to a thing, to a, to a mark. But, um, but again, yes, the social element is very good and that can continue. But I think they, they, they will want to keep the online as well and that people can choose then whether if they're on a busy weekend or a busy day, they don't need to be going over to the mart. And if they want to go to the mark, then that it's there to go to. Mm, but uh, but it's certainly at the moment, it's technology matters and broadband is seriously matters at the moment to <laughs> the world community. Yeah, it's still the, uh, it's still the, the, the bogeyman. There's a couple of people you wanted to mention who uh, uh, well-known figures in the ag sector who are retiring. That's that's right. Yeah. Um, I wanted to... Um, Jerry Boyle has been the director of Chagas for quite a number of years. I think maybe 14, 15 years. Or, I'm not 100% sure how long he's been there now. But um, he's um, he's finishing up as uh, the director of Chagas and uh, wish him well in whatever he's. And I, I'm, I know an awful lot of farmers would around the country as well. And the other man is Jim Wolfe. He's the new CEO or he's the CEO of um, Dairy Gold. It's a big Munster based dairy co-op. Mm. So uh, the two of them are retiring and then coming on board, you have John Keane from the Devil's Bit Mockner Club, who has been elected the new president of Mockner Pharma. So good luck to him as well. And right. good luck to all of them now, whatever they have to do. And uh, and the numbers of suckler cows uh, is going down. Is, is it quite a dramatic decline? 
Well, it is significant, yeah. And, um, you know, th- th- this is back to the whole viability of the... Um, the whole viability of the dry stock sector or the suckler sector. You know, um, you know, my mother, uh, who was a farming woman to her fingertips and grew up on a farm and was farming from the time she was a small child, she, she was always dairy farming and um, she could never understand how you could make a profit in sucklers because she said, you know, in the dairy herd, you sell the calf, you sell it in the sucklers as well. And then you have to keep the cow all winter and she's not producing any milk for you or anything. So um, there is, um, you know, there's a lot of concern over the viability of um, uh, dry stock farms. And this came through in that IFAC report as well, where over two thirds of farmers didn't think that their farm was viable or providing a viable farm income. Um, but so the sucker cows, yeah, we knew that the numbers would go down once um, milk quotes were dropped and people could change the farm enterprise they were doing. And that's exactly what's happened. Now, there's, you know, the, the numbers have dropped for probably a couple of other reasons as well. But from 2011 to 2020, the numbers actually declined in every single county bar one. Every county in the country that's went down. Significant, and yeah. the only county that didn't drop was Kerry. But sure, it didn't drop by 147. So you weren't... You know, it was 0.033%, so it was tiny. But other counties like Waterford, Kildare, Tipperary and Kilkenny, they were all down 20% and more. And and that's very sharp numbers, you know. It's um, like in, in the case of um, Waterford, I think it was down 26%, which is a massive decline in numbers. Now, coincidentally, there are some of the counties as well that have had a big development in dairy and, over the same, you know, over that period. And um, so it's as much the drive into dairy as it is probably the um, the issue over long-term income off of dry stock farms. Mm. Um, the West of Ireland, even every single county in the West of Ireland um, saw the numbers decline. And there they think that a lot of it is to do with um, the, you know, the, the fact that farmers are part-time and, um more and more of them are working part time because of sustainability issues and they're working part time and they have built up a system where maybe they have 15 sucklers or 20 sucklers and they have help from a neighbor and they can get the work done with their day job and it keeps them in the rural area and it keeps them farming. Yeah. So, you know, there's those kind of choices being made with by people now. Yeah. And, and people will always, you know, they'll make choices and, you know, they'll do what they have to do to keep going. Um, but only one county beat it, and um, that was Kerry with a 0.033% increase in the suckler cow. Uh, Mairead, we'll leave it there. Thanks a million. Uh, as ever, talk to you next week. That's uh, Mairead Lavery there. Moncrief on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again.